0: You are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors. With me, Louise, the Artistic Director of Standby Method Acting Studio. And every week, I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid, working, unstoppable actor because you 1000% have an acting career is doable. Are you ready? There. what I hope will be inspiring episode of Unstoppable actors I'm so excited to talk to you today about one thing that eats up so many actors and that thing is rejection and the reason I've decided to talk to you about rejection is because I have been experiencing a lot of rejection recently and I've been handling it really well really really well. I've been taking it like water off a duck's back. And then today I got a rejection that stung. It was the first one that stung and I had to be able to deal with it well. Otherwise, it could have got me in a cesspit, (laughs) you know, a cesspit of murky emotions where I might not have recovered from it or I might have felt really crap about myself. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is rejection, because let's face it, every single actor on the planet, whether they're an A-list actor, yes, even those guys are going to be experiencing rejection on some level. It might not be rejection for jobs, or maybe it is, who knows, but they're going to be experiencing rejection from critics, aren't they? You know, they might be experiencing it in different ways. Um, But yeah, every actor on the planet, whether they be an A-list actor, to a complete newbie, to an unknown jobbing actor, We're all going to be experiencing rejection on some level. And unfortunately, it's one of those things that we are going to be experiencing a hell of a lot of, way more than we are um, experiencing the yeses, just because it's the nature of the industry, isn't it? You you know, It's a numbers game, really. You've got to get out to as many auditions as you can, because the more auditions you get out to, the more likely you are to turn them into jobs if you are training your skills and you've got the right skill set. For those jobs. So yeah, the more, the more auditions you go to, the more likely you are to convert an audition to a job, but that also means the more um, rejection you're going to experience as well. So that's why I'm here to talk to you about today, because rejection can sting, as I found out, and it's been a long time since it stung for me the way it did today. So for those of you that are brand new to the Unstoppable Actors podcast, hello, welcome. It is so nice to have you here And for those of you that are returning to the Unstoppable Actors podcast, hello again, welcome back. It's nice to have you here as well. I would love it if you could um, share in the comments, whether you are a long-time listener or a brand new listener, and say hello. That would be lovely to find out who's listening, because obviously I'm on this side recording and talking, and I don't see who listens. (laughs) Anyway, if you are brand new, let me introduce myself before I go into rejection and explore this topic a little bit further with you. So my name's Louise, I am the Artistic Director and Founder of Standby Method Acting Studio and I've been coaching actors of all levels, but basically unknown actors and new actors for the last 12 years and I've been helping them go from brand new unknown actors with blank CVs and barely any experience to getting cast in high-paying Netflix jobs, uh, soaps, stage plays, you name it, voiceover work as well actually. So yeah I'm an acting coach but last year I got the call to go back into acting myself as an actress and so this year i relaunched my acting career after, after, (laughs) after taking a huge 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 break from acting myself where I focus solely on training actors and aspiring actors. So now I'm back in the industry, I'm doing both, I'm still continuing to coach actors and I'm also building up my own acting career again and I talk all about this in previous episodes so I definitely encourage you after you've listened to this episode to go back through the others and listen to my journey back into the industry because so many people have got in touch via email just to say how inspiring it is so I hope it inspires you. Anyway, so that's who I am. So now we've got acquainted, let's get into this topic of rejection then because rejection is horrendous sometimes and and other times we're, we're more equipped to deal with it. So rejection can really make us question ourselves and it can also make us really, you know, become a little bit unmotivated. So let me tell you about this experience then. So I recently shot a film, a feature film, uh, my first one back into the industry, as those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a while will know. And I was feeling really high, feeling really, really motivated. I'd set myself a goal. I'd set myself a goal of doing two paid acting jobs and then I was going to apply. Uh, yeah, then I was going to apply to agencies because I don't have an agency at the minute. Um, I don't have an agent representing me. I've been finding all my auditions myself, um, and I've been looking in all the nooks and crannies and all the unusual places that most actors would, you know, overlook. Um, and so, yeah, the, I thought, well, I'll I'll wait until I've done two paid acting jobs. But then when I got out of this film and I just finished it, I thought, what's the point in waiting for another paid acting job because I don't know when that's going to come. So I thought whilst my emotions are high, whilst I'm feeling extremely motivated and I'm in the bubble of this exciting film that I've just finished and I've been, you know, reconnecting with old contacts and making new contacts, I thought, you know what, sod it. I'm just going to get out there and start writing to agencies. So I've done hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of research, um, you know, trolling all of their websites reaching out to people, um, reaching out to my contacts in the industry and asking them if they'd recommend these agencies. Um, What else have I done? Oh, I compiled a massive list of ones that I would be applying to, ones that I wouldn't be, why I was going to apply to them, why I wasn't at this stage going to be applying to the ones that I thought, no, I'm not going to bother with you guys. Um, So I've done a lot of research. Now, just a quick plug here. One of the things that I did discover on, I would say, over 85% of agencies' websites, is they're saying they want actors to be in regular training, and that means taking classes, um, ongoing training, or workshops. They just want to know that as an unknown actor, you are keeping your skills in tip-top shape. And it makes sense, really, doesn't it? Because as an unknown actor, the only thing they've got to sell you on is either your CV which is not going to be that full at the minute, is it? You know, you might have, you know, some decent credits on there or you might have just started out, but it's not going to be as full as someone who's been going at this for years and has got TV credit after TV credit on it. So the only thing they've got to sell you on at the moment is your ability and your talent. So I just wanted to throw that out there and remind you to keep training. Keep up-leveling your skills. And if you do want a low-cost way of doing this, I've got an online course which is amazing, which will give you six foundational method acting exercises that you will use for the rest of your career. And they will take you from being unknown to getting onto these agents books. It's £39. It is so low cost. And I've made it that low because I want actors of all levels to be able to experience the power of the method and to actually make your passion your career. There's nothing more exciting than that. I've done it for so many other actors. I've helped them and I'd really love to help you as well. So if you're interested in Seamless, go and check it out. The link is in the description. So yeah, that's what I was finding on over 85% of the agency's websites that I was looking on. And I was also looking through who all the other actors were on their books and, you know, checking out their CVs and seeing what they were getting up to and what credits they'd got on their their profile, and so I'd done a lot of lot of research. So when I came to me compiling this list of agencies that I was going to apply to, these weren't agencies that I was just applying to willy nilly. I wasn't just going to take a spray and pray approach to my marketing, um, and spray and pray just means oh I'll just apply, apply to anyone and everyone and hope for the best. It was a very considered approach that I took. So last week was it last week or was it the week before? It doesn't really matter. That's irrelevant. I'd basically written off to. 31 agents. And then I started doing more research the week after. Yeah, so it must have been two weeks ago I we did this. So I started writing to more agents the week after. And I think I've got it to over 40 agents that I've written off to. Now, I know I've got a good cover letter because I'm getting responses from more agencies than I expected to. And remember, I've been in the industry before. So before I took a big break, I was acting previously. And I'd obviously you know, written to agents back then as well. And this is how I know that my cover letter is good because back then, before I took the break, I would barely get any responses from agents at all. Whereas this time I'm getting a lot of responses, as I said, way more than I expected. And a lot of them are saying things like, you know, they're really nice, um, really nice responses I've been getting actually. One agency got back to me and said, you know, we're really going to take our time to consider your application and your submission If we don't feel like we're right for you, what we'll do is we'll we'll recommend some other agencies for you to contact. So that was such a beautiful response that I got back. Another one said to me, you know, I really appreciate you emailing in. My client base is full right now and I really do have to focus on these people, but I would absolutely love to see you in a show. So when you're next in one, let me know so I can come and see you. So these responses have been very positive, very upbeat that I've been getting um one agency got back to me and just said you know i'm really sorry as our books are full right now um but thanks for applying again you know it's 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 okay it's what it is but this one that i got today this one really stung it really really stung so all those other ones i don't know what it was about them i, I was just okay with it and i wasn't getting down by them because i was like well that's fine you know, I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep going. And I have I expected to hear a lot of no's, especially as I've only just come back into the industry. Um, but I am feeling very confident about the way I'm presenting myself and my brand in the industry. So these no's were not affecting me because I feel so confident and I'm happy in the way that I'm presenting myself. But this one today really hit me. So the email that I got back today I don't know whether it was because an actor that I know had recommended me to this agent and had actually put in a good word. I don't know whether it was that or not or whether I was just having one of those days where, you know, I was just feeling a little bit off it. I don't know what it was. Well, I mean, I do know a little bit about what it was, which I'm going to share with you a little bit later. But this email that I got back simply said, you're not right for my list. And when I got that email and read it, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened because I'm going to tell (laughs) you. My heart just, it ached. Like it hit me hard. It really, really stung in my chest and I could feel it. And tears welled up and I started to cry. And I was actually really shocked with myself for crying. I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. What's happening, Louise? Like why, why are you letting this, this no get you, get to you this much? Um, So, yeah, I was really shocked by myself crying because I've not cried by any of the others. I've just felt really, really upbeat and positive, positive, sorry, as I've already said. But this one really got to me for some reason. And I really had to, you know, work through these feelings, this stingy feeling, because it was quite intense. And then afterwards, after I'd worked through these feelings, I thought, you know what, I bet there are so many other actors who get bogged down by rejection and probably have a little cry themselves like I did, you know, they might not tell everyone about it, but they might have a little cry themselves and start getting in in a little, you know, cesspit of murky emotions. And I thought, you know what, the way I dealt with the rejection after the crying, the way I navigated these emotions, I just thought so many actors could do with this. Because the thing about rejection is once you get into those murky waters and you do let it get on top of you, it can really take away your motivation and it can really stop you taking action and being proactive with your career. Even though you've got all the passion in the world for acting, rejection can really squish that passion. And I really don't want anybody feeling that way. I don't want the rejection getting you down so much that you stop taking action on the thing that you love and that you're so passionate about and that you can imagine yourself doing. So here's how I navigated the rejection. I did three things um, and I want to pass these on to you. You don't have to try all three of these things or you can. Maybe you just want to try one of them and see how it works for you but these three things really 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 worked for me. So the first thing that I did to handle the rejection and work my way through it and stop it getting me down was to actually sit with that stingy feeling. And I actually just allowed myself to cry because the tears came up and I just, you know, obviously through working with emotions in my personal life with lots of things that have been going on, I know the worst thing that you can do is try and suppress an emotion. So I just let myself cry. I let myself feel the emotions. It's so important that you do that because you're a human, you're not a robot. There is such a thing as toxic positivity, which I am 1000% against. And toxic positivity would be, oh, but at least you've got a response. Your mindset must be really bad if you're crying over this rejection. Just pick yourself back up and get on with it. You've got a response. And I want to call that out as absolute bullshit. Like I said, you're a human, you're not a robot. So it's okay if you cry, it's okay if you feel a bit down, it's okay if you feel the sting, it's okay if you feel angry at the rejection. It doesn't matter what the emotion is, it's okay that you're feeling it because you're a bloody human being. So don't fall into that trap of toxic positivity, thinking you've got to be absolutely positive about absolutely everything because you bloody well don't. I'm here to tell you that you don't. It's (coughs) sorry. It's just not normal. It's not normal and it's really damaging emotionally to be positive all the time. You can be positive at the end of it, once you've worked your way through the emotions, but you definitely don't need to squish those emotions that you get when when you first get the rejection. So I didn't. So I allowed myself to feel the sting, as I've already said to you, Allow my, I allowed my heart to ache a little bit, which it did, and I allowed myself to cry. I just let the tears run their course. And it was so good to release those emotions. So that's what I would say to you is, just feel the emotions, just sit with them, just be with them, do not try to suppress them. Because the thing about rejection is this, it is hardwired into our biology and our DNA to want to be a part of something, to want to be a part of a community. So if you think about our ancestors, cavemen, cave women, the way they survived was by being part of a community because you're stronger in numbers, aren't you? Whereas if you got kicked out of the tribe and you were by yourself it was going to be harder to survive because now you were on your own. So obviously you know getting rejected by an agent is not me getting rejected from a a tribe and needing to survive in the same way our ancestors did but it is still hardwired into our biology and our DNA to want to be a part of a community and a part of a group. So it's only natural that we would feel a bit crappy as I did today, when we do get rejected because those survival instincts kick in and it's like, oh my God, I'm on my own now and we can go into that survival mode. So that's why it's important that you feel the feelings and don't get caught up in toxic positivity because it is hardwired into our biology. And that's why I'm telling you there's nothing wrong with you. If you feel a bit crappy about being rejected, you're normal. You're absolutely normal. So don't give yourself a hard time. I certainly didn't and it really helped me. So then the second thing is I actually got really curious because as I said to you, I'd been taking the other rejections like water off a duck's back and I was a little bit surprised at my response to this, to this one rejection. I was like, my God, where has this actually come from? I decided to journal on it because I really love journaling. Journaling is such a cathartic experience. It is such a good way to process your emotions it's a good way to develop self-awareness and it's a good way to get curious and just to figure out where you are so you can become a really healthy individual emotionally and I think this is so important as actors we have got to be emotionally healthy because as I said right at the very beginning of this episode we are going to experience rejection countless times and we can't be getting into you know a depression every single time we experience it and not being able to get ourselves out of it, it's not that I'm saying don't feel depressed when you've got rejected. You know, as I said to my first point, feel the feelings, but also you've got to be able to get yourself out of them as well by feeling your way through them and journaling is one way of doing that so so I journaled on it, so journaling is basically where you just ask yourself a question, you would write that at the top of a page, at the top of a diary, or a notepad or whatever. And you would explore that question from a place of curiosity. So you don't judge yourself, you don't beat yourself up, you don't criticise yourself, you don't shame yourself, you don't blame yourself, you don't bully yourself. You're simply free writing. So you're just letting the words pour onto the page, which will be coming from your unconscious mind with no shaming, no blaming. You're just writing, 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 writing until you find the answer. So I journaled on this and the question I asked myself is, what is this nerve bringing up for me? Obviously, I knew it was bringing up these stingy feelings and it made me cry, but I wanted to know what was really underneath that. So, yep, I wrote that down at the top of the page, what is this note bringing up for me? And I just free wrote for absolutely, well, I say ages, it was about 10, 15 minutes, so it wasn't that long. Um, For some of you guys listening, you might want to free write for longer. It might take you longer to find out what's really underneath it all. And for some of you, it might take you one to two minutes and you're like, bingo, I've got it. There's really no time limit on this or there's no time frame on journaling because we're all individuals with our own unique experiences so it just takes as long as it takes when free writing to get to the answer but i did i free wrote on that question so that question again was what is this no bringing up for me so you could ask yourself a similar question or you could you know ask yourself Um, why is this rejection particularly hard to handle today or why is this rejection making me feel this way you know you can ask yourself whatever question you want to ask but then you just explore it explore it from a place of curiosity and then when I got the answer so the answer that came up for me is that it was bringing up this old programming that I'm not good enough and I'm not wanted so then I asked myself another question in my journal and that question was is this true? And I then took the same process, I just started free writing, um, exploring with curiosity, is this true? Is it true that I'm not good enough? Is it true that I'm not wanted? Um, And again, I explored all of that. I think that took me maybe like five minutes to get the, uh, the answer to that. And I... I just came to the realisation that, no, it's not true. It's not true that I'm not wanted and it's not true that I'm not good enough because I have evidence, because I've literally just finished filming um, and I've been getting brilliant responses from other agents. So it's not true that I'm not good enough and it's not true that I'm not wanted. It's just that this particular agent on this day doesn't feel I'm right for their list. And what I discovered through my journaling is that this person might have been having a crappy day or this person might have had something come up before they replied to my email. That's you know got them in a bad place, and it just so happens that you know it's come out in the email to me. Or it could just be that there's none of that behind it, and just simply I'm not right for that person's list, and that's okay. You've just got to start thinking, uh, not thinking. Sorry, you've just got to ex- start exploring this rejection and and bringing all possibilities in when you journal rather than getting caught up in in the old programming because some of you listening are going to have worries and beliefs such as I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty or handsome enough or I'm not whatever insert the worry or belief I'm not whatever enough you know you're going to have these things but once you start exploring it you actually take you take the time to reflect and get clarity and and get rationally clear on these limiting beliefs that are usually not true So I would highly recommend you journaling as well because yeah as I said it helps you process the emotions from a completely different standpoint. And then the other way to process them is as well is to get your body moving. So this was the third thing that I did. Now I appreciate obviously I run my own business which is Standby Method Acting Studio. So if if something like this happens in the middle of the day which it did today I'm in a position where I can go okay do you know what I need to stop work for the moment because it's not going to serve me feeling these feelings and I can just take myself off on a walk, which I did do. I appreciate some of you are not going to be able to do that because, you know, you're in nine to five jobs. But if you can't take yourself off on like a 30 minute walk like I did, I would definitely say take yourself off on a walk around your office or just excuse yourself and go to the toilet, just walk around the office building. Or, you know, if you work from home and your work is monitored, like, Maybe take yourself off on a walk around your garden or something. You've got to get your body moving because that helps the emotions move through your body. I felt so much better after that walk. Now, if I'd have been in a position like some of you guys, where I was in a nine to five, in an office job or whatever, where I was, you know, where I'd be quite limited in being able to walk. I would still, you know, I'd just take myself to the toilet and I would just walk around the toilets or something. I would do that for like five minutes because nobody's really going to bat an eyelid at that, are they? Just the act of getting out of the environment of where you were when you got the rejection email and just walking, as I said, moves those feelings through the body because the thing about them is they can get stuck in your body and we don't want that because when they get stuck in your body, they're going to take you to a place where you are going to start to feel heavy from them and start to feel that lack of uh, motivation, and then the limiting thoughts will kick in, like "I'm not good enough." There's something wrong with me, or whatever it is that your limiting thoughts are. And then they can get stuck in a loop of the feelings and the thoughts feeding each other. And we don't want that. So that getting out of the environment and walking around breaks that cycle. So they were the they were the three things that I did, and now I'm just feeling so much better. You know, I'm not even bothered by that email anymore. And I'm just going to use it as fuel, as I always do with anything, fuel just to keep going. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop writing to agencies just because one person says I'm not right for their list. But if I'd have not done these three things, there might have been a good chance that I would have got really down and stopped taking action. But I'm back on it again now. And I'll be writing to more agents and I'll be continuing to work my craft and practice my skills. You know, I'm going back to the drawing board myself as well. And I'm actually taking the seamless course myself. So even though I created it um, and, you know, it's my course, I'm being my own student, which might sound a little bit weird. But I would love you to join me on that course. Um, so let me just explain it very briefly. It's six foundational method acting exercises that you'll learn and they're all demonstrated in videos by myself so I practically do the exercises for you to show you how to do them and then you practice them yourselves based on what you've seen me do and how I've explained them. Now the beauty of it is this, because it's online you can keep going back to it over and over again as many times as you want to and people who have taken this course have said Because it's six foundational exercises, it's easily digestible, it's easy to fit around the life, and the more they've gone back to it, they didn't realise how much they'd missed – And they're constantly picking up new things in it each time they go back to the exercises and they're using them for auditions and for productions. So as I said, I've popped that link below in the description. Come and join it. Come and train alongside me. Um, It's only £39, but it doesn't matter where you are in the world. When he gets the checkout, it'll just change it to whatever your local currency is. I really hope the three things that I did today to deal with this rejection or things that you will try out. As I said at the beginning, you don't need to try all three of them unless you really want to. Maybe just try one of them or two of them and see how you get on, and I'll catch you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really love you to leave a review, so you can do that wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify on our website or on audible or any other place that you're listening to it i have absolutely loved hanging out with you and i really hope you enjoyed this episode of unstoppable actors the essential podcast for ambitious aspiring actors now if you did i'd really love you to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review and if you would like weekly injections of inspiration you'd like mini method acting challenges to keep you making progress with your dreams Come and join the most supportive acting community online by clicking the link in the notes to help you become an unstoppable actor.